we're back. What's up, everybody? It's 4.45 in the morning, on my way to the gym. Uh, so here, here's what's going on. Uh, last night, I did a comedy at this place called The Mad Hatter. Uh, it's a small, quaint bar. It's really a cool spot. And um, I gotta tell you, I had, I really had so much fun. Um, you know, the greatest gift in the world would actually be, you know how some people love what they do and other people, um, they just work for the dollar? I would do, and I did, <laughs> uh, comedy last night for free at this open mic spot for five minutes. And um, I'm telling you, no nothing makes me happier. There's no like supplemental, there's no like second, there's nothing comparable. Uh, this is it for me. And um, there's a lot of things, that's not exactly true because there's a lot of things that I'd like to do, that I'd love to do, that are part of me. Um, I'm getting back into jujitsu finally, um, after stopping for a little while, a long while actually. Um, I love bow hunting uh, and, and hunting in general, uh, fishing, and there's all this sorts of stuff. But what I'm saying is, is that me at my core, no matter where I go, no matter what I do, I gotta make people laugh. I just do, it's just something in me. You know, you know why I actually, I'm being honest with you, you know why I don't like Christmas? Because in my opinion, in my opinion, if I were to ask a hundred different people, how happy are you? How happy are you when you receive a gift from Christmas that you really wanted, that maybe you said like eight months ago, that you thought your boyfriend, your husband, or your brother, or whatever, doesn't matter, uh, was listening to, and they were listening. And uh, how happy are you to receive that gift on a one to 10 scale? They'd probably say a 10, easily. And I've seen that before. I've seen people jumping up and down at Christmas parties, being so excited. But then the person is there beside them, the one that got them the gift, and they're kind of silent and quiet, and they're like, I knocked it out of the park. My point is, the person that gave is nowhere near as happy uh, on that 1 to 10 scale compared to the person that receives. And what I don't like about Christmas is um, not being political or anything. I'm a Christian. Um, but even if you're not a Christian, you'll still take the day off and you probably still celebrate Christmas. So just check me on this, right? This Christmas, what I'm going to do is, I'm not trying to get any brownie points. I'm just being honest, you know? If I wasn't being honest, then I wouldn't be doing this right now. So, um, I, in my opinion, uh, because the whole distorted view about receiving is more appreciated than giving, and it should really be the other way around. Uh, this Christmas, uh, I, I decided that I'm, I'm just going to go to like a soup kitchen for real. Um, you know, I, I've never done something like this before, but it's something I've been thinking about lately. And uh, I'm going to go to like a homeless shelter or something like that and just volunteer for the day. Because um, I think it would be humbling, uh, for one. But two, I would just be giving. And that's something that I haven't, in that aspect, that I haven't ever really done before. Um, I've always just accepted gifts and given gifts and had fun. And that's great. And there's nothing wrong with that. But here, here's what I'm saying. When it comes to comedy, I hear how loud people get when they laugh if I'm telling like, you know, a really good joke or whatever the case is. Um, but to be honest with you, if you want to compare those two together, me, I am literally happier 
than they are. And I may not be yelling or screaming or laughing or, or clapping or anything like that. But you have no idea. And the, the level of happiness that I feel from giving in comedy, it's untouchable. It, it's, it's nothing. And the greatest gift to me this Christmas and, and every, every day could be Christmas, we'll be doing this on a professional level. And that's what I'm working for. That's what I'm working on. And um, you know what? Somebody told me the other day that they, they said, uh, they were just really upset because uh, they have a, de a degree in teaching and um, they, uh, in, in short, they just want a life change. And they feel like they're stuck. And there's nothing wrong with that because that doesn't really mean you're stuck. That's just the illusion, the perception of you being stuck. Any given point, any given point in your life, and this isn't motivational, maybe it is, but um, that's not the purpose of this video. But any given point in your life, when you feel like you wanna change yourself again, that's what life is. Life is about that variety, it's about that spice. Life isn't about you being trapped in your own imagination, you being trapped in society's imagination. Not everybody that does what you think you should do or something like that, you should do. You can reinvent yourself five or six times. If you wanna be a lawyer and you've been a teacher for 15 years, be a lawyer. And then after that, if you think maybe uh, all of a sudden you wanna be a pilot, become a pilot. Bill Burr is a straight up stand-up comedian. Can't talk enough good things about him. And maybe four or five years ago, he's been doing comedy for like 20 plus years, he decided out of nowhere, he wants to be a helicopter pilot. Now not for uh, a commercial, I mean, he might make one day make money. My point is, is that out of nowhere, he just said, I want to be able to fly a helicopter. He's got this joke that says, uh, that's the ultimate get out of Dodge vehicle. <laughs> because the zombies could be coming in every direction and all of a sudden just you're out of there. Um, so, uh, somebody's watching me. It's cool. Um, so what I'm saying is, is that you can always reinvent yourself. And I told this person that, and that is the truth of the situation. Comedy is the only consistent thing in my entire life that I've ever had um, that has been the most the most consistent, the most anything. And um, I do want to get into uh, uh, acting and stuff, but that's not primary, that is secondary. Um, I do love writing, writing other stuff. Um, but it not, I mean, in, but in the entertainment industry, because I'm a big film buff, I love films. I still watch black and white films. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's just so much different stuff that I like to do. And you can't really put a peg on me and say, oh, he's this or he's that or he's anything. Because, um, you know, there's this... I had an interesting conversation the other night, which is, um, you know, I, I say that I'm from D.C. and I am. But the thing is, is that the friends that I would hang out with, I, I was never poor. Oh, I wasn't. Um, but 99.9% of all my friends were almost always usually black. Um, and whenever I would hang out with them they weren't in the best communities and because of that we would always hang outside at like an electric box because uh, nobody wanted to hang out in the house without electricity it sounds bad to say and it wasn't all of my friends that were like that were at that level of, of poverty but the thing is is that 
you know, nobody wants to be in your own house. You always want to be in your friend's house. And I lived further away, and I had a car, and they didn't. So when I was going around from place to place, and this is before the Army. The Army was a lot different. Uh, we would always pretty much hang, hang outside because the living situation of my friends weren't that great at all. Um, so the thing that we always like to do is just joke around and make fun of each other, just constantly just ragging on each other in a fun, in a fun, cheerful way, you know, or we'd go watch basketball or get my ass handed to me actually shooting hoops with my friends, which never worked out well. I suck. <laughs> Fucking awful. Um, but the one constant is, is that, uh, we would always like tell jokes and, um, that was, that was the thing that, you know, they, they, they sort of did for fun, but for me, it was more than just fun. It was me being me. And, um, once I got into the army, that, that just continued. Um, but situationally, you know, I, I wanted to serve and everything like that. I didn't really have, I didn't really have a forum to do comedy, but it's something that I said throughout that I'm going to do that I'm going to do. And then after the army, I got to DC and, um, it just got really difficult. So this whole move into Texas thing, this was the purpose. I, my wife and I, we moved, um, shout out to my wife, by the way. So much support. I'm such a great girl. Moving across country with me to pursue something that, um, it's more than just something that I believe in. It's something that, uh, that, like I said, literally is a part of me. And I can't change who I am. And she loves me and I love her. Not being woo-woo, I'm just saying, of course, that's my wife. That's my girl. Shout out to her. Um, uh, but, um, yeah. That, that, that's the whole purpose. Now that I'm here, I can actually pursue this and do all sorts of other stuff. Um, so I'm really, really thankful for that. And when it comes to Christmas, I feel like coming back all the way around to that for a second. When it comes to Christmas, in my opinion, um, it really should be about giving in, in, in the way that I feel uh, happier, assumably. Uh, than other people are when they're laughing at my jokes because that's just something that that I just, I love. And more than that, words can't describe it. And um, this whole Christmas thing, it really just, it, it sort of bums me out because I feel like, what did you do for Christmas to, to be obligated? Uh, I feel like you're obligated to give gifts. Um, if you really ask yourself, most holidays like Veterans Day, unless you're a veteran, it's a, it's a day of a observation, observance, sorry. Uh, but in all reality, you didn't do anything to deserve it. And, and I get that too. I, I get off for, uh, you know, other holidays that, that um, I didn't deserve. I still take the day off, but I don't receive gifts on it. And I know as far as Christianity goes and me being a Christian, you're supposed to be a celebration, but I'm not really, I got to look into it and I didn't. But um, I just don't really see what the celebration of giving gifts has to do with the celebration of uh, Jesus's life. Um, it, it should be something celebrated, but I just don't see how it should be celebrated in any different way than having a day off and uh, receiving gifts. So, you know, that, that I mean, that's just me. That's how I feel about it. Um, but am I going to give gifts? I absolutely do. And I put so much thought into it. And I put, the unfortunate part is that I put so much thought into having a good gift, not in a cheap way, I'm being honest. 
Um, I don't care if it's a $5 gift and somebody else's gift is $400. But I really just wish that... Um, and that makes me really happy, but I just don't like it when I feel obligated to get a gift for somebody based off of a holiday when I got somebody a watch um, that I know that was very expensive and uh, I saved up for it and everything because I knew this person was always late. And that meant something to me. Um, it, it just meant something to me because uh, I wasn't obligated to do it. I didn't have a reason to do it. And, the, you know, I'm a big believer that if you remember someone on the days that aren't holidays, on the days that aren't, you know, Facebook reminders and stuff like that, that's a lot more meaningful. Perfect example. This is the last thing I'll say. I'm at the gym. Um, I think I think being meaningful in all reality, it just, it goes a lot further no matter what you do. Because, uh, take this for example, my grandfather, all right? Uh, the last conversation that I almost had with him, I was in Italy, so I went to school in Russia and I got tons of jokes from there that, that will come uh, come out later. But uh, during my winter break, um, co college, college in Russia, uh, during my winter break, I decided to go to Italy for like 30 days. And it was just like a flight over. You know, there's this airline called EasyJet. I think I spent like $75 round trip. It's insane um, how, cheap, how cheap it is once you're already over there to do some country hopping and I remember I was in Rome and uh, uh, I called back to my house and uh, you see he's a uh, was God rest his soul a Vietnam vet and um, he had Agent Orange exposed so his legs were falling apart he was in a wheelchair at this point he's always been able to walk around and, and everything else but they found out through this thing called Agent Orange which was a uh, uh, pretty sure it was a chemical product that was sprayed uh, so when they when they use the flamethrowers and napalm and stuff like that, that basically it ate away people's skin, and they did that. They spray the material uh, on in Vietnam over the GIs, the the, the soldiers, as well as the uh, the uh, Vietnamese troops that they were attacking and stuff like that, because they, they thought it was harmless. You know, everybody might get sprayed, but we're only going to uh, drop fire on on these people. So anyway, um, just always try to be meaningful, um, especially when it comes to holidays and everything else. Um, and, and that's what comedy, uh, in part, not even in part, at whole, really means to me because it is me. It, it is everything. Um, that That's just me. But going back to my grandfather, long story short, I, I was in Italy and I was just calling just to say that I touched down and uh, I said, hey... Uh, there was like a maid living um, helping him out because at this point he couldn't even really even walk it is the it, throughout the years this Agent Orange stuff got so bad he he was in a wheelchair and um, the, the maid lady picked up the phone I never met her because it was such a short period in his life when he couldn't um, where he wasn't really walking for himself so she picked up the phone and she was like a, she, a black lady nice lady I never met her though um, she was like a Hey, uh, master's calling, you know, the Weldon residence. And, uh, I said it was me and, um, I had no idea who she was. <laughs> that somebody broke in the house and, uh, uh, she explained that, um, Big Chief, name, the reason why his name, he was called Big Chief is because, uh, he was actually, uh, um, this is a whole other story, but he's, uh, a Native American and that's my real grandfather. 
Um, and uh, that was like basically his Indian name. And she said that Big Chief um, is downstairs. I could bring the phone to him if you want. Now, I know you can't leave live every single moment in your life based off of something that could happen or like it's the last moment. But you got to realize there's also a certain delicacy and fineness to life because at any given moment, somebody could be gone. And um, I, I never and I still don't live my life uh, as far as every single phone call is important. But after it, I don't mean to get deep, but I'm just being honest with you. After that phone call, I basically said, no, it's okay. You know, I was just calling to say hi and see how everyone is doing. I just arrived in Italy. Just want everybody to know that I'm okay. Well, he passed away later that day. And I never, I never got to say that. And um, he's actually um, uh, buried out in Fort Bragg. He, 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 um, he retired from the U.S. Army as a first sergeant. Uh, they called him Zebra One for short. That was like a nickname of his because he did... He's got so many uh, accommodation medals and everything you name it. All these presidential citations and whatnot that um, airborne, 82nd, 101st, you name it. When he put on his Class A's, his dress uniform, it literally looked like all these stripes. Like, it was just ridiculous. Uh, so, the point is, is that, you know, you, you can't you can't live life by thinking that every single phone call is that important but at the same time after that moment it it helped me realize the beauty of of life and the point of what i'm saying is that even though you don't have to live so desperately and call every single person every time you leave your house and tell them how how great they are you should be aware and very observant that that even though you aren't making those calls that they could be gone and that's part of what makes everyday beautiful. And that's why, in my opinion, uh, laughter and me giving the gift of laughter is more beautiful than anything else I could ever give. So uh, it's 5.03. A little bit emotional. But I'm just hitting you with some truth. And, and um, I hope everybody has a beautiful season. I hope you don't take what I'm saying about Christmas the wrong way. Um, you know. But uh, yeah, I just hope everyone had an awesome day. Thank you again so much. Uh, shout out second time to Zach Rippy for um, uh, for opening this brand new uh, open mic spot. It was so much fun. I had so much fun last night, and um, I I usually record it, but last night that was for me. And um, uh, I'll go back next week. And uh, provided by there's a good group of people and whatnot, and it's pretty packed and paying attention and, and whatnot and. Uh, I'm going to save my material again, and I'll, I'll put it up. I'll upload it. Um, and then after that, that'll be minutes 6 through 10. Then I'll be really, really focusing on minutes 11 through 15. So I hope you liked my video. Um, if you did, I have a YouTube channel and Instagram account. Instagram is Benja, B-E-N-J-A. Well done, W-E-L-L-D-O-N-E. -L -L -E. And uh, I got a YouTube channel as well. All my videos are also on here. So... Uh, I'm pointing to this and you don't see anything or maybe you will on Facebook. Uh, I doubt it. Yeah, no, you won't. But anyway, if you're checking me out on YouTube, hit the like button and subscribe right here at this corner. Uh, I got to go do all my workouts. So it's 5.05 now. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for your time. Peace. Am I done?
No, I'm not done. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.